Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. I can't believe we're at episode 41 of the Move the Stairs podcast, which is great. And we're recording on June 11th, 2021. And we are so happy that you've taken the time out of your day to join us in this conversation. Because, you know, each week we share some of your brand protection PR strategies for CBD businesses so that you can tackle your biggest public relations challenges. That's right. And today we are talking to CBD business owners about how sometimes it can feel uncomfortable and concerning when you are dealing with the media. And today we are so lucky um, to be joined by Kristen Nichols of Hemp Industry Daily. And by the end of this episode, you will be able to feel good and comfortable reaching out and developing relationships with reporters, which of course is a huge part of building a brand protection PR strategy. So first, like we always do, we'll break this down into our mini conversations. You're going to learn uh, how to research what reporters want and what they need, followed by strategies for engaging with reporters. A lot of these folks uh, you'll have never met before, so that's going to be very important. Then finally, we're going to deep dive, and this is interesting, into what trends reporters are looking for now and what you can expect for Q3 and Q4 of 2021. And if you're joining us live, just like Diane said, please jump into the conversation and answer this question. Tell me how comfortable are you at reaching out to reporters? I'd love to get your experience and comments on that. And if you're joining us later, we would love it if you would post your questions or your comments. And we love to to, uh, chat about those in the following week's chat. Also, we have our free downloadable one sheet. We can't forget that. And this is an awesome one. One of my favorites because it involves my favorite social media platform, Twitter. You're going to want this. It's the 10 steps to building reporter relationships on Twitter. Make sure you grab that for free on our website. All you'll have to do is search movethestairs.com. We'll push this blog post live for Friday afternoon. So you can get that immediately once the episode ends. All right. Should we get started? Let's do it. We are so thrilled. I'm jumping the gun. I'm stepping on top of you. Hey, Kristen Nichols from Hemp Industry Daily. Hi. How are you guys? Have you? Thank you for coming. 
So we want to just jump right into this, if you don't mind, because I know our CBD business owners are really anxious to hear your take on a lot of these questions. So I'm just going to say, what's the first one? Do you find that people you interview, you know, are a bit apprehensive when you call them? It's like, oh, what does she really want here? Do you, is that, <laughs> is that the normal reaction or do you get a different reaction? No, I think people do it and it's no different than any other industry. I've been a reporter for a long time. It doesn't matter. It's not particular to cannabis, but I will say when it comes to CBD and hemp relative to um, other industries or in the government, uh, I covered government for a long time uh, or regular farm, regular farmers, um, there's a feeling of, are you a friend or are you, you know, is this a takedown? Um, and so I, but I think that's okay to feel anxious because a good reporter, it's a part of the job to make sure folks know what you're working on, when you're working on, where this is going to go. I think at, ask all the questions, what is this for? What are you quoting? You know, what do you need? And so I would say, just start the conversation. Absolutely. Ask everything that makes you feel comfortable talking and if it's a journalist you've never talked to before, I would be really, you know, naturally not not, not like uh, critical or scared, but I would be, you know, go real slow and, and understand that, you know, we're starting a relationship. I hope we talk more. Um, but I would I would really ask a lot of questions about what why they're calling and what they need. That is such great advice. And we talk about that all the time, you know, just like set the stage for Okay, yeah. what do you need? What's your deadline? You know, what are you looking for? What kind of quote do you need? And then you can kind of gauge, um, you know, more about the information that the reporter is looking for. And I think that this really sets up an important point. We tell clients that when a reporter calls, good, bad, nervous, you know, excited, whatever the situation, Every call from a reporter is an opportunity. What do you think about that statement? Of course, I think it's an opportunity. Um, um, reporters know, I think, that it's, it's uncomfortable for folks. Um, it, and so, I, again, I wouldn't, when I say don't be scared, like, a reporter should anticipate, like, this person is like, what, why are you calling me? What is, what happened? What did I do? You know, <laughs> kind of feeling. And that's completely normal. Um, but I think that, that you guys are completely right. It's an opportunity to get your message out. Think of it like free advertising just fell in your lap. Someone wants to put your, the name of your company, um, out to, for more people to learn about you. And that's a big opportunity to share the good news about what it is you're doing. Now, Kristen, I, I'm really curious about this. How often do you end up with either a different story angle or another story angle when you're interviewing a CBD business owner? That's a good point, too, that all the time. I've been writing a lot recently about Delta-8 THC, which is kind of a, to bore everyone, it's an isomer of THC, that Delta-9, that we all know. It can be easily made from CBD. So a lot, some folks who have excess CBD they can't move are converting it. Anyway, the common perception in longtime old, like old hippie cannabis culture is that this is crap. It's terrible. Um, you know, this is a short-lived trend, and these shysters are just trying to offload this crap on the market. So, to, to keep it, it long story short, 
I was uh, talking to a longtime hemp producer, you know, trying to find out what is this stuff? How is it made? And he just completely changed my mind about this entire product because he didn't talk about what it does, what it is. He talked about what it does for people. He talked about customers and patients and people that he works with and how, how it affected them. And it really changed my position or my mind about how to approach writing about this. Is it a threat to the CBD or THC industries or is it a new opportunity? Um, so I would say absolutely. A good reporter really listens um, to, to what you're saying. And I don't think it's uncommon at all to change um, how you approach a story uh, when you hear a different side than maybe you expected. You know, and that happens sometimes where something negative happens in the industry. Yeah. That's one of the things that we do with brand protection PRs. We're always looking to see what's the next shoe that could possibly drop so you can be ready for it. Um, but when you're out there and you become a thought leader and I'm in your Rolodex and not, well, Rolodex, how old am I? Rolodex, <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> Are out there? Rolodex to the world. Anyway, um, I had three of them at one point. But anyway, I'm there and I'm thinking, you know, who can I call that's fast? Because, right, there's so few reporters that are out there. Who's going to give me a good quote, that type of thing? But I'm going to call them on the negative stories, too. So can you um, can you think of a time when there was a really negative story um, where you talk to a business owner and they were either, either you know, like you just said with the Delta 8, that the reporter changed your... Uh, perspective but also what if it's on a particular company and you it, it's a good i was thinking it's a way to get your perspective into the story from your company because there may be reasons why you did what you did that wouldn't just jump out at somebody unless they really understood your story would you agree absolutely not just delta eight also um last year this is pre-pandemic so it feels like a million million years ago there was a vape crisis uh, if you guys remember, um, uh, people were using vape, not just uh, THC or CBD vapes, also nicotine vapes, started having kids go to um, the hospital with lung illnesses. This is the kind of thing that if you were a vape manufacturer was a really urgent. Every every little paper was writing it, you know, when kids in their town showed up at the hospital and were scared, parents were scared. Uh, and where I would say is what I thought was so, again, to get the perspective of what a business owner faces is to absolutely show empathy and that you're as concerned about, and I think it's genuine. I think no one was as freaked about the vape crisis as people making vapes. They wanted to know, what is it? Um, what can we do? Where are we getting our components? What are the elements? Is it just vaping broadly? Or is it something in the vapes? And this is where your opportunity is to, to share. And what I, and I came away with is that like, we would love to know, we wish the government would help us find out what is making kids sick in these vapes. Um, and that really can, uh, I think really change the narrative a little bit as, as a, instead of being always oh, disreputable, um, you know, manufacturers don't care if kids are going to hospitals to show how you're part of the solution and companies really are part of the solution when there's a crisis like this. That's, that's a great example. Fantastic example. Yeah, thank you. And so it's your turn now. In the comments section, we want you to tell us what your, there goes the motorcycle right by my window, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
what has your experience been with the media? And if you haven't had an experience with the media, we want to know why you think that is. Are you nervous? Are you scared? Do you not know how to reach out? You know, what is that thing that is holding you back from um, communicating and having a conversation with a member of the media? And hint, hint, the last thing Sarah said, not sure how to reach out. We have our free downloadable one sheet and 10 <laughs> steps to building reporter relationships on Twitter. You'll find that on movethestairs.com. And always we go back to, if you're new to the podcast, what the heck does move the stairs mean? Remember, it means take what life gives you and make the most out of it. I had to move the stairs literally to the other side of a podium so that I would have the first interview because my station when I was in television news as a journalist was on the wrong side of the podium. And when I went into the room, I saw that the stairs led to my competition. So I unscrewed them and I moved them. You need to move the stairs with everything that goes on in this world from COVID to cultural issues, to vaping, to whatever industry trends are, you have to move the stairs. And just remember, if you can take what life gives you and really focus in on it and start taking those baby steps, it's kind of going to mix my metaphors, but it's kind of like a snowball rolling downhill. You're going to learn more and more about what you can do and what you can say and how you can make the most of any situation for your business. So remember, move the stairs with everything that we've got. Yep. So let's move on to our second topic, and that is how CBD business owners can engage with the media. And Kristen, you're going to have so much uh, background here to, to share with people. So we tell our clients how important it is to reach out and help reporters by engaging on social media and even providing additional information about stories or things that reporters might not have heard about before they ever pitch a story. So I want you to talk about um, what is so useful about that approach of just being helpful to reporters without pitching them. I can't talk highly enough about all of your advice and your tips about engaging reporters let them know you read them, you saw what they did, and, and share it on your social. Everybody's super vain and really cares about people retweeting and clicking on, uh, on sharing. That definitely gets attention. Um, and reporters like feedback about interesting things. I didn't know about this. I didn't see that. But And this is why it's so clutch to engage, I think, directly with journalists. Every single editor out there get is constantly yelling at the reporters to find the real people. Okay, we don't want to write, say it's vape crisis, say it's any police brutality, whatever the topic is. They don't want to hear from academics and government officials. They want the elusive real people, man on the street. And if you're a CBD business owner, that is you. You and your clients and the people that work for you, how you are affected by the news is exactly what journalists are looking for. It doesn't have to be that you have some brand new, brilliant take. It can just be, hey, I saw this and I that happened to me, or this is happening on my farm or in my CBD store. We had to close down because of this. It's been a it's been a headache. That's exactly what journalists are looking for. Real people. I think that's a really great point because Kristen, so many people may think that 
I do have to have this outstanding take that nobody has thought of before. And it's just simply not the case. So when you're going back to look at, you know, some of these folks, obviously you do your research on CBD companies. So what makes you start to look at a CBD business owner as an expert or a thought leader, which is one thing that we tell as, you know, for brand protection and building brand protection is making sure that, you're that go-to expert. So how do you go back and, and do you look at comments? Do you look at other industry stories that have talked to these folks? I mean, how do you make that distinction? Um, I, I would say, yes, back to reporters being Jane, we are also very competitive and read each other all the time. So if you've been, we often, what you do is find someone who's been quoted, hope, hope they have a easy to Google name. Their name is in Joseph. Google them, find them, and reach out. And, and you, and when I say the go-tos are people who answer the telephone, are usually chatty and friendly, and um, don't have ten staff members you have to go through to get to them. Um, but that's you know kind of the so that's to the point of like that. It's more helpful to not be you know the CEO that has. 10 staffers around to be the elusive real person that you're looking for who answers the phone and can help and read the news. I would say um, if you're calling, a, a, you know, an auto dealership to talk about this thing that's been happening to cars and it would help to know kind of what that is, <laughs> but that's just kind of broad advice about getting yourself quoted in general news stories, which can be different than where you want to be quoted. Is it as important for them to tweet you as it is for them to pick up a phone and call you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> like I said, everybody's like really looking for the blue, blue, the blue checks and, the, you know, to, to feel important and that people are because it. this is why it's so flattering is because if you are in this space, you are doing this work, you are a thought leader. And so if you're sharing it, then that means something more than, you know, I print a newspaper so I can put my own name, you know? Um, so I do think it means a lot to reporters. I think too, getting back to a reporter right away, if you missed that call, our rule is 15 minutes. Um, in fact, Jordan set up a entire interview in 15 minutes yesterday that came out of the blue with one of our clients. It was that fast, but the client is trained and understands <laughs> fast. These people yeah. are on deadline and our job is to make their job as easy as possible. Oh yeah, fast is better than good or insightful. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, you, that's the quote of the day so far. <laughs> so how important is it that these people are quotable and, and what do you listen for in an interview? You know, I think it's like, it's hard. This is hard to coach. It's hard to feel comfortable and talk like a this real person. Um, so I, yeah, I think people are looking for, you know, honest reactions, speaking um, in short sentences. Um, I use transcription software a lot. I know a lot of reporters do, and it's, and I'm the worst. Um, listening, going back to listen to how people talk, people start sentences and then right. kind of wander off into, um, you know, and so that's, but again, that's just hard to work on to speak in short sentences and no one is worse at this than politicians. Oh, don't, <laughs> you know, there was a former governor of Colorado. Um, this, he, now he's in the Senate, John Hickenlooper, unquotable because he did not speak <laughs> in a, he could not say subject verb, you know, he would 
start talking and it sounds he's a good speaker he's a really good speaker sounds like he's saying something and then you like try to make that <laughs> anyway so this is flip to say um it's i don't know if you, if you really need to work on it but i would say one other thing that i think maybe people don't understand sometimes about the press is you should you can't always ask send me my quote read me back my quotes before you use them you don't you can't say send me your story or let me see what this is gonna be. But you have absolutely the right. You control what is between quotes with your name on it. So ask them to say, if you think you might be quoted and you're not sure that came off right, like, can you read back that to me? Read that back to me. And can I take can I take to that? You know, I think reporters, they want better quotes too. So feel free to say, can I call you back in five minutes? And that's totally fine, I think. Absolutely. Can I ask you just a really quick question about because um, I think you've done a fabulous job of saying what is useful. I would like to know what's a turnoff for you as a reporter? Like what would a CBD business owner do that you were just like, eh, I don't, I don't want to talk to that person again. <laughs> well, it's always frustrating when people say, oh, I like you. I don't like, you know, all the other journalists. It's kind of like, okay. You know, it's like when someone says, oh, CBD is great. It's not like it's all this, you don't make this other crap, you know, so to, you don't not insult other journalists, even though, you know, we're competitive and all that kind of thing. And that, and this is really particular to me. And this is weird because you see it a lot in the press. I am really, this sounds really hard hearted, but I always am like, don't give me the sick grandma story. Everybody has a sick grandma. I feel like there's a pressure in CBD cannabis and THC to explain, to explain why I'm this, you know, I never thought I would be doing this, but then I had a sick grandma, you know, but then I got cancer, but then, and that's really, I don't want to be, <laughs> I never realize I'm unempathetic, un but I'm in this space all the time where I'm like, you know, that's really, doesn't, I don't, I don't need an explanation for why you're in CBD or why you're, you chose this and why you consider it real wellness or real medicine. Um, I think sometimes CBD operators have a, um, not inferiority, but feel like they're not taken seriously as real medicine. Um, and so, but, but at the same time, maybe that approach is useful if you're talking to general interest operation versus where I am, which is like, I talked to, you know, I'm all pot all day. So, uh, you know, I feel like, oh, I don't need to hear it. That's great. That is yeah, that is great advice. Mm -hmm. So as just as we close out this topic, I want to ask our listeners, our, our viewers, are you a thought leader? And what are you doing to position yourself as a thought leader in the CBD industry? Because we would love to, to, to hear what your thoughts are on that. And be sure to join us next week because we have a, a fascinating conversation coming up with folks heading back to work. We've got the 4th of July holiday coming up. Pets and CBD. This is going to be really interesting and we're working on an expert for this uh, to join us on the conversation, but you're not gonna wanna miss that podcast or the live records. Join us next Friday. That's great. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, our third topic. This is probably the most important for brand protection PR for your CBD company, which is we always talk about looking at trends, being prepared for what's coming in the future. And so 
we're reading the trades, we're following legislation so that we're constantly prepared. If you go to my LinkedIn page or to MNC's LinkedIn page today, you're going to see new labeling guidelines that just came out for Colorado. Um, there's all kinds of, there's, there are so many moving parts to this. It's unbelievable. But Kristen, what do you think are going to be the most important trends that I'm going to ask for now for Q3 and for Q4? So for the rest of the year, if you could give us a couple of them that, that CBD owners should be prepared for and prepared to talk about. Cool. But before I do, I just want to pile on and say the label guidance you have is exhibit A for what you can do. I'm a reporter. It's hard to pitch a story like, oh, the label rules are changing in Colorado. It's very easy to pitch. Hey, um, this company is going to have to change their manufacturing process. It's going to cost them all this money. That's what reporters are desperate for. Your, what this means to real people. So I would keep on that. Back to like the, the trends we're looking at going up into this quarter, into Q3, and into next year. Um, it's a highly regulated industry. So of course, watch the regulations. We're seeing state after state pop out with specific Delta 8 and Delta 10 THC changes. So think about how that affects your company. If you're in that space or you're not, that's going to be something that we're going to keep writing about. Also, I think, don't forget, in my opinion, there is still an importance of legacy media. The reason you're seeing Delta 8 stories everywhere you turn is because the New York Times wrote a big thing about it a couple months ago. That makes every local uh, news editor everywhere go, hey, we should do something about, you know, this thing that they just wrote about. Back to it being a highly regulated industry. It's closely tied. There's no way around it to the THC space. So I would be watching for trends in Congress. I am skeptical that any significant cannabis legislation is going to move this summer. So back to the share your real person experience. Are you frustrated that you still don't have banking access? Are you, are you frustrated that you've called and said, why can't we do this or that or transport against state lines? Or why, don't, why doesn't the FDA do anything? We still don't have an FDA chairman. You know, but we have a new president took effect and uh, took office in January. We still don't know who's running the FDA for good. That really affects the CBD space intensely. So we will be watching that. They have given us no indication. And I understand pandemic response and vaccine job number one, probably going to be, I would say, through the year, maybe into next year. But that definitely is something to watch. Another thing that I like to remind folks that the, there's, we all talk about the Farm Bill, which in 2018 um, kind of opened the doors for the CBD industry. Well, there's going to be another Farm Bill. There's a Farm Bill every five years. So that's looking forward to that, not just in Q3, but really going into next year, I would say, what are the elements there? What does your business need to see from Congress to open up opportunities in CBD? And can that be a part of that Farm Bill? That's definitely something to watch. And of course, there's an election every two years. Keep in mind about what you think of your member of Congress or how that affects your business. Reporters are always looking for um, updates and trends about what you think about your local officials. Oh, those are great ideas. So if a CBD business owner wants to get in front of the, all these trends that you have mentioned, what can they provide you or how should they reach out 
um, now or soon so that you know that they are a good potential interview in the future on these trends? Again, I just say be available and answer the phone when, when uh, reporters call. You hear that? It's hard to get it. <laughs> it's, it's a reporter's job, though. You know, this is not really helpful. It's a reporter's job to um, follow the news and to, to reach out to you, to find you where you are. Um, and you can't change your name to something that's very easy to Google. Um, but I would say, other than that, just be responsive, be around, let that there's people that you know. Oh, my editor's called and I need. I'm right now. I'm doing a story about wage pressure. Right? There's uh, there's also the hiring binge. McDonald's is handing out iPhones. Everybody's trying, having a hard time finding help. And I know, like, oh, I know so and so. They were just on LinkedIn two seconds ago. So when reporters sit in front of computers and in front of the telephone all day, and it's like the easy lift. Doesn't have to be the smartest guy in the room. Who's around? And I know is going to be chatty and helpful. And there's no way around it. Reporters always looking for new voices, voices of color, not the same old white guy that they quote a hundred times. Again, you can't do anything about it, but it helps to be um, a new voice that they haven't heard from. You know, speaking of which, um, Kristen, you know, do you have an example when a CBD business owner or somebody who was a spokesperson for a CBD business was able to position themselves um, when the time was right, and that person, you were just like, you fit the mold. You are conversational. You're informational. You give me what I need as a reporter. And then they became one of your kind of go-to people when you needed comment. Sure. Yeah, all the time. Um, uh, it helps, you know, again, like to feel comfortable and to be available. Uh, I can really point to, you know, there's, there's so many, as you guys probably know, there's so many industry groups that purport to be the voice of whatever, you know, see, especially in hemp cannabis, there's so many different groups, but not all of them are easy to find or real chat. So um, I'd say align yourself with the chatty group, be an example and let them know like if a reporter ever calls looking for someone who is in XYZ state or who is facing this challenge, I'm your guy. Um, let them know that I'm here and, and open to talking. I love that. I think that's so true. And, and it is important that as an old assignment editor who was constantly looking for four and five, six, sometimes 10 interviews a day, it, it is. it's important to have people who have called you and developed a relationship with you and you know that they're going to be there and that they get you. They get mm -hmm. what you need. So mm -hmm. what do you think um, out there, CBD business owners? Let us know in the comments how you'll use this brand protection strategy because it is so important for you to be out there, to have a reputation when, I mean, Kristen, your your example of vaping is perfect. If you're already out there and you have a reputation, that trust bottle has, uh, it's filled already. And so people are going to give you the benefit of the doubt and, and let, and they want to hear from you because you are a thought leader and an expert. And it's clear that you care about the industry. Um, and, and then you can get that perspective through. So that's where brand protection PR really comes in is really, really important. And to recap today's conversation really quickly, um, Kristen Nichols has done such a fabulous job of helping uh, all of you out there, CBD business owners, understand how to research what reporters want and need, some strategies for engaging those reporters, and what trends reporters are looking at now for Q3 and Q4, and how you can get ahead of 
um, get ahead and get in front of those reporters for Q3, Q4. And Kristen, thank you so, so very much for your time today, um, for all of your expertise. I just am thrilled and I know that people will get so much information out of this podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. You guys do great work and I hope to talk soon. Oh, excellent. Thank you. And thanks so much for joining us this week. And let us know how we can help you with your CBD brand protection PR needs. We're here for you. Just drop us a line, let us know, and we'll see you next week.